Welcome back to NFL Rants and Raves. I'm Steven Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. On Wednesday, January 8th, 2020, episode 15.17, the Divisional Playoff Show. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, yes. That's right. It is. That, it is. Was that happy? That was Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Sounded like Eeyore almost a little bit. That's happy right. New Year. I know it was eight days ago, but this is our first show of 2020. Look, we've had family commitments. I've had family in from Texas. Steve was Mr. Tournament of Roses guy. So the end of 2019 was a super crazy for both of us. But we're back. We are back. We are back. Enough about that. We are back for the playoffs as they hit divisional playoff weekend. And I have a guarantee about the Super Bowl, Steve. I can't wait to give that to you, man. <laughs> Plus, look, three teams in the NFC East, the three teams that were not in the playoffs, all have new head coaches. Can you believe that? That, that is uh, very nice. Yes. We'll briefly yeah. touch on that, and as well, the Carolina Panthers going via the college ranks to get a new head coach there. Look, I'm going to leave you with this freezing cold take. The more things change, the more they stay the same, Steve. Plus, Tom Brady says that he still has something to prove. Yawn. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Plus, we'll give you all our picks for the four divisional playoff games in divisional weekend. Let's chomp it in. <laughs> Bringing American football to the world. It's Steven Miranda and Steve Fry with NFL Rants and Rays. All right, Steve, so, so you were Mr. Tournament of Roses Parade Rose Bowl day. Right? I, I was, yes. Um, uh, can I just give you some critiques? Please. Because yes. my mom was in from Texas, and it has been she on her bucket list. She has wanted to see the Rose Bowl live and in person. So I, I pointed up some extra money for my mama, and I got her some great tickets right on TV Corner. Here's what I have to say. Don't let Disney steal your show, man. Okay? Can you can you just tell them that we don't want frozen people singing in the streets? We're not going to stop the parade and pause afloat just so you girls can come out and do your little frozen song and then put them on a carriage. I didn't need that. That I, If I wanted to see Frozen 2 or 3 or the Broadway musical, I'd go see it. I don't need it in the middle of the Tournament of Roses parade. I, I have not seen it other than I know that I think Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade does something similar. I, I, I I, if I wanted the Macy's Parade, I'd go to the Macy's right. Parade. I, I, that's not here. Yes. I, I, tell I, your I, I people. Will take that, I will take that under advisement take when I plan note. next year's parade. Okay, you're going to plan it? I plan this year's parade. Oh. I, I mean, <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> Just, just let them know. I don't even we, know who to talk to we about don't something need, like that. I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out because, <laughs> believe it or not, I know like six people who are a part of the Tournament Roses Parade. I'm going to find out. Six of the 931 the members. 931 yeah. members, yeah. I'm but, sure but one of those six has something one, to do with hey, that. It's, it's, what is that, six degrees of separation, right? Yeah. I mean, I could get to – let's see how I could get to Halle Berry. Okay, so I work at Universal, and I know Donna Langley – Langley probably knows her agent, and the agent could get me in contact with Halle Berry. Boom. There you I'm go. calling her tomorrow. Okay? We're, we're going to yeah. see if I yeah, – Good luck with that call tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> uh, excuse me. 
uh, excuse me, Donna. Um, no, no, I'm not here to fix your computer. I just, can you get me in contact with Halle Berry's agent, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need to ask her a very important yeah, question. I need to ask her a question about the Tournament of Roses Parade. Hi, and this is Halle Berry. <laughs> Hi, I just wanted to see if I could get a hold of you. Thanks, have a great day. <laughs> can you imagine? That's what we should do to celebrities. We don't even, we don't bother. No, no conversation, just, no nothing. Just, just, hi, I just, you know what? I really didn't think I could get a hold of you, but I did. Thank you very much. Peace out, we're out. That's yeah. it. We, you're not asking them for they, a donation. You're yeah, not asking them for They anything. hang up and they're like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> what was that all about? <laughs> that would be awesome. All right, but but it, it was a great, it was, mom loved it. It was fantastic. The, the stealth, always fantastic. The fact that it was piloted by a female pilot, phenomenal. It was just, it was great. It was a great show. But literally, we see this one float come around the corner, and it stops, and we're like, oh, no. And I start having flashbacks from last, last year. Yeah, fire. Yeah. Oh, my God, there's a fire. Oh, man. Oh, it's ruined. We still have 30, 30 entries. What's <laughs> yeah. going to happen? Oh, my God. And my mom's here all the way from Texas. And then, and then all of a sudden, it starts going. And then, you know, there's the carriage with the two frozen gals and, and then it's not till like we get home and we're and Trisha's watching the rerun on TV and I'm like, so that's what happened. Freaking Disney. Yep. They let Disney take over the freaking parade. I did. I could do without it. Steve. I have no idea how that happens. <laughs> I, like, so I, I mean, I like I don't know if this is a trend. If there's a reason why these things are stuck in the middle of the parades. Yeah. I don't know. Did Disney just dump a ton of money at the Rose Parade? They had to, right? Well, I, I mean, because it's an it's it, the way I saw it was it's we're pimping our new Broadway musical Frozen, right? And you know, so it's an ad. It was it's it seemed it was like a an advertisement ad right in the middle of the parade, <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Which I did. I was like, man, I'm paying enough seats now, for now, money be, for this seats. I don't fair, need it. How many of those floats are basically a, an advertisement as well? Well, that's true. That's true. And you know what my goal is. There has not been a float for the city of Altadena, where I live, since 1970. My goal is to have a float in the parade next year, Steve. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. And I'm going to be riding the damn float next year. I'm telling you right now. That's my new goal. I I would love to hear your plan to do that. Uh, I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm starting to talk to the right people. You also should have let me know that you were going to be down there on TV Corner. Yeah. I had TV Corner credentials. I didn't make it up that Are far. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I was. I I reported to my duty on the thirty first at three thirty, and yeah. I was there until eleven o'clock on the first, wow. all night long. On that, yeah. I put twenty eight point three miles on my little Honda scooter. Wow, man! Just going up and down Orange Grove all night long. But yeah, I I, I was. I spent most of the night south of California on Orange Grove. Okay. Um, for those of you that happen to know the intersections we're talking about, but but I easily could have snuck away to get up to TV Corner and say hi to you. So here's my advice to people who buy tickets and are going to sit in the TV Corner area. Park Wiz was my champion. They got me super close. I only paid 30 bucks for parking, which was extremely cheap based on what everybody else was charging around that area. Paid 30 bucks. It was a safe location. It had a security guard in the location. We were a block and a half from our seats. We were out. Like, literally, we got home after the parade. It's just for, like, it just ended. I'm like, yeah, baby. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how close we were parking-wise. Well, and, really and for those of you interested and who don't know, I mean, this is one of the longest parades in the country. It's five and a half miles long. Five and a half miles. And, that's and another for the reason. Record, for, those, for, the, for the bands, the equestrian unit, even the floats, they're backed up 
probably nearly a half mile before the start of the parade, right. just just getting set up for it. So I I think that they're asked to be able to either march or or ride or have the floats make it seven Six or miles? eight miles. Seven or eight miles. They wow. need to be able to do seven or eight miles at a time. Wow. Because um, I look. So my first viewing of the Rose Parade was about 15 years ago, and I was a little more than halfway down the rack. Right. It's a whole different experience. Well, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. If you want the polished, everybody is happy and waving on the floats, you catch them on TV Corner. But those are, I mean, those tickets are what, $100, $150 per two-hour float. $110, and yeah. And if you wait, and, and if you're, and most people who are traveling in from out of state are usually buying a parking buying pass it. at the same time they buy their tickets because yeah. they've got the the company that manages that has parking all that lots stuff. everything. So, uh, part of my job this year was making sure people were getting up to where they needed to be. Both they were coming in at five a.m. with their cars, right? Some of them were walking and needed directions, things like that. But it, that and babysitting the floats overnight. But right, um, making that, sure no one that's pulls how, the rose like when off the when. When I one of these years I'm going to be marching with one of the floats in okay. the parade, I'm going to fly my parents out, have my mom. So she's never seen it. She wants to see it. Yeah. I'm going to fly her out, get her the same type of tickets on TV Corner where she'll be able to see her son walk in the Rose Parade. Cool. I won't be in a float. I'll be in a white suit, but still, you'll yes, I'll, the I'll white be suiters. in the parade. I wore the suit for a good two years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I still have my white suit. Does it still fit? Has it turned yellow? Because I can tell you there are a number of tournament members whose suits <laughs> maybe need to be replaced maybe need to replace uh no it is well, it's been sealed uh yeah. and it's still white and last i saw it about a year ago and it's still very white um i probably need to dry clean it yeah if you um, were to use it dry if i were to it. use it again yeah but um i would actually think that it would fit me great I, as a matter of fact i might have to take it in i've lost so much weight since i got it all right yeah that uh yeah i i'd, I'd get in it i'd fit in it. all right Just yeah so anyway the point that first mile is where it's that that the tickets are expensive. It's kind of more of a professional polished. Yeah. Once you get past the first mile and a half or so of the yeah. parade, uh, the girls line, from Kansas are at, not yeah. twirling the batons. <laughs> the flags are being dragged along the street. No, they, they still they still it's a, still know, professional. Still, but they're, they're still pe- the, the smiles aren't quite as bright as they yes, were. Yes. So, yes. No, but, like but I said, I've seen past it. that past that first mile and a half. It becomes like a, a, a frat party. Yeah, and it, I mean, not it's not that bad. There are sections where it's better than others. Yes, but, but it's a Pasadena tradition for people where they will line up at like noon the day before, right, to camp overnight on the all street night overnight to waiting. get seats, yes. and yes. they will they'll party New Year's their their New Year's celebration, including drinking, will occur on the on street. The, stri- the yes. street is closed down. I think at eight o'clock the night before. Yes. So they've got free reign of the street. I mean, it is just one big festival all night long. So by the I, time you hit 8, 9 o'clock the next morning, it's it's a bit of a madhouse. So watching it later on in the parade, it's cheaper, and there are many areas where you can watch it for free, but it's a little different experience yes, than what you'll get on TV yeah, Corner. Yeah. <laughs> TV so Corner, you have Homeland Security <laughs> having locked it down. Yes, A little different going through turnstiles and bag checks and all yeah, sorts yeah, of yeah, things all that stuff. rather than halfway through the parade where you where can just, you just roll up and look up. over somebody's shoulder. Yeah, yeah, so that's the first time I saw it. It was about mile three and a half. Uh, we just kind of got there at like 5 o'clock in the morning, and lo and behold, look, there's a right here in the front. We'll just plop right here, and, and that's how we saw it. But, like... Literally, it's like, oh man, 
you know, I think like uh, one of those floats that had animation doesn't have animation anymore. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> Two or know. three of them are being towed by tow trucks because they broke are down. Up, <laughs> stuff like that. So, and then the, well, the and, little the little things that aren't don't show up on TV. And then you like get three home. Three or four of the floats never make it through the parade. You they have get to get home towed. and you watch the replay and you're like, "Hey, I didn't see that one." <laughs> yeah. Hey, what happened to those dudes? I didn't see what is going on here. You yeah. know, you don't see not, a lot not very well hidden secrets because again, you're seeing <laughs> these floats be towed, but it's just it is funny to see that probably three or four of them get towed um, to the end of the parade route. But it was it was it was a really good show. I just I I did I, I I don't know maybe it's me maybe it's because I'm like all into Star Wars right now and I know it's all Disney and they're they're getting ready to open their new Star Wars ride at Galaxy's Edge in a few days and. I'm just like, I've had enough of Disney. I don't want them to start force-feeding me Frozen. I don't need that. Let it go. And I hear that in my mind. Yes, Steven, I, let it go, let it go. Please let it go, yes. Let it go. Yeah. I, right. I don't know what that trend is. I hope it goes away. It, I right? hope it does. That, I, we don't, we I have don't no it. say whatsoever in that. We, well, I, let's I, I call some. I'm going, too as junior. a matter of fact, I actually, the, the woman who, was, who ran the whole show this year. Yeah, Laura. Laura worked with Trisha. So I can sure. literally, Trisha can get her on the phone, and I'll tell her. And she could tell the next president. Okay, I was going to say, you can tell her. She has no say. She's, She's now the ex-president. But she could the, tell the next oh, president. Yeah. Look, yeah. man, Stephen Miranda well, says. I had a meeting last night with the with the next president, this year's president, you know, 2021's tournament president. Oh, really? So and I know who it him? is, and I Stephen can say Stephen Miranda said, but no more Disney stuff in the middle of the show. Yeah. He's like. Disney gave us five point two million dollars. Right, All exactly. right, we'll have Disney in the we'll have Disney in the parade. Let's do it. You know that that In and Out catering truck we had <laughs> roving around all night? Yeah, yeah, that was paid for <laughs> in spades by Disney putting Frozen in. And then at that point I would say, forget it. Yeah. Thank you very much, yeah. Disney. We can have the do we whatever have the you'd like. All right. All right. The Dallas Cowboys, Washington Redskins, New York Giants, and Carolina Panthers all have new head coaches. And briefly gonna touch on them. Mike McCarthy. We, we gonna we gonna go over the open one? <laughs> Uh, who's got an open coaching job? Cleveland still has. I know. I was going to say oh, who's got. But, but does anybody want that job? All well, right. I, <laughs> I mean, look. Trust me. I look. Um, Haslam, if you're listening to the show, give me a call. I'll send my resume over. I think I could do a great job with the Cleveland Browns. And I, I will be happy to be Steve's assistant on will getting you be him my coffee. Assist- yes. <laughs> you gonna give me coffee? I'll, I'll help I'm wherever just, you need. But I trust I, me. Look, you, know. uh, you want me to come in and give. A winning attitude to that team, I'm the face. I'm the face of the organization. Just call, give me a call, and I will coach the Cleveland Browns. And team. you would go for a fraction of what a, a absolutely NFL. I'm not going to. What did they pay uh, Matt Rule $62 million over five years or something like that? I don't need anywhere near that, dog. And I will get more wins than the Carolina Panthers next year. You know why? I'll surround myself with a bunch of good people. I give me, a, <laughs> I give me the bomb OC, right. a bomb DC. Surround my team with a bunch of yeah, winning I, mentality. To be clear, the commitment is that they'll pay you less. Yes, not the assistant. Not the assistant. No, yeah. we're gonna bring in a lot yeah. of people and pay you're them a lot of pay, money. You're gonna have the highest paid defensive coordinator, the highest paid, paid offensive coordinator. coordinator. You don't got to pay me a lot, but we're going to put. But you're gonna be the guy at the top. To make sure that there's a winning attitude and a winning mentality with the Cleveland Browns, I will, I will guarantee that I could get that. I will get them to play at least a little bit harder than they did at the end of the season. Man, Cleveland Browns. All right, yes, there is a, a head right, coaching. So vacancy. moving on from the empty one, Mike McCarthy announces the Dallas Cowboys head coach 24 hours after they 
decided to say goodbye to Jason Garrett, which I thought was very odd in the middle of the wild card game between the Eagles and the Seahawks. What do you think about that? I missed the timing on on. Are you talking about the firing or the hiring? The firing. The firing happened. So, the the tweets and the announcements and the breaking news and all of that started happening as the Seahawks were beating the Philadelphia Eagles in the wild card game. Yeah, it's probably just coincidence. I mean, I, really? No, I I I I have a hard time believing that they waited to announce it at that point. Oh no, I, they waited. Maybe they did. So, I think they. I think it was so like the, look, the stories out there are saying that McCarthy was. I mean, they they interviewed McCarthy. They interviewed um, the Bengals coach um, Marvin Lewis. Yeah, Lewis. Yep. So they interviewed both of those before they let Garrett know he was going. That is correct. So that I do know. So they had not made the decision to let Garrett go until after they had made the decision to hi- that they were going to go with McCarthy. McCarthy. I understand that, but there's nothing that says. You got to do it right now while the Eagles are playing a football game, and the Seahawks are playing a football game. Uh, well, not just a football game, a playoff football game. There's nothing. If you're Jerry that Jones, says, do you care uh, about the Eagles' feelings? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Don't you think it was? I, I'm I, sorry, I, I thought, you were, I thought just, you were being critical of the no, decision no, no, to no, do no, it. No, no, no. It's not just coincidence. I just think you did it for a reason. You you made a decision, and that's great. You made a decision. You went with McCarthy, and I, I'm okay with that. And you made a decision to get rid of Jason Garrett. I'm okay with that. You wanted to see NBC's ticker at the bottom <laughs> talking about Dallas in the middle of that game. In the middle of that game. All right. The, I, the Dallas Cowboys I said, will. I will agree that there is We are going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, even though we're not in the playoffs. And, oh, the Eagles are playing the Seahawks right now. Oh, Time to make an announcement. Yeah. Yo, Ian, the Eagles playing. They're losing. They're losing. Yeah. Ian Rappaport. Can you tell people that we're going to let go of Jason Garrett? Yeah. We're going to let him go. Ian has a confidential source within the <laughs> Cowboys organization. Yeah, Jerry confidential Jones my ass. Jerry Jones did that one. Oh, gosh, yeah. The Washington Redskins, before the Cowboys hired anybody, hired Ron Rivera, ex-head coach of the Carolina Panthers. And, you know. That'll be interesting. I just. How look, many years was he at Carolina? A lot. I think until he got fired, he was one of the longest tenured head coaches. But I'll, I'll, I'll let you know for sure. Then, um, but but did you see the, the 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 press conference, the announcement from Dan Snyder where he introduced? No, I didn't. Ron Rivera. So he comes out and he says, um, "Happy Thanksgiving, everyone." Uh, I'm sorry, Dan. Did you know that Thanksgiving was like 26 days ago? It, it's it's more like New Year. <laughs> it was so right before Christmas, he's announcing Rod Rivera, and it's, I mean, right before New Year's, he's announcing Rod Rivera, and he's saying Happy Thanksgiving, and nobody called him on it. Not no one. Everybody just sat there like, well, who's gonna call him on it? Uh, it's not Thanksgiving. I would say I would say uh, you mean Happy New Year? Cause it's not Thanksgiving was last month. So Rivera took over in 2010. So nine years, we'll nine call years, it. Nine years, ten years. Yeah. Nine, ten years, something like that. That's a long time. That's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. So watch the Redskins. Are you ready for this? Uh, let's hear it. Here is my, my, just my opinion. He signed a five-year contract, I think. Do you, do you have the contract information? Mm, no. 
No, I don't have it. All right. Um, let's see. Contract information for Ron Rivera. Give me a second. One Mississippi. So, no, the contract that he got with the Washington Redskins was a five-year contract. Um, I don't think they released the number, but it is five years. Gone in three. Yeah. Gone in three. He's not going to make the end of that contract. I would agree he's not going to make the end, whether it's three or four. He's not going to make the end of it. Oh, my God. I just don't have any faith in the in the Redskins to bring in anybody to allow him to coach them. Well, that's – and even if they do bring in somebody, they generally – look, they they have, over the last several years, they've had some pretty solid drafts. They have not had bad drafts. They've had some pretty great – not great, but pretty good drafts. And the talent that they brought in is is good. You go all the way. We'll go all the way back to RG three. The handling of some of these superstar players that they're bringing in has just not been good. Whether it's been a difference between the head coach and the owner, or a head coach and the GM, and what the GM wants and what the coach wants, and they never are on the same page with what they want, and so consequently the talent suffers, and they never put the talent on the field to be in a position to be successful. And it's just, you know, as, as much as people give the Cowboys grief about, oh, they haven't won a Super Bowl in 25 years, there are some of these teams that haven't even been in the playoffs in 25 years. Right. Now the Redskins have been in the playoffs, but they haven't been that successful. Um, you have to go back a long time the last time the Washington Redskins won a Super Bowl. You have to go back a long time the last time the Redskins won a playoff game. <clears throat> and... I don't really think it's all been the coaches. Well, I, I have I, I've for long given this smoking hot take, which is unique and, and brand new, and nobody's ever yes. thought about it. About yeah. You look around the, the NFL, the teams who have generally been successful more than they've been bad, right? and they've got long-term head coaches. right? The Cowboys, Mike McCarthy is what, the seventh coach of the – Yes. Sixth or seventh coach of the, of the Cowboys? Yes. In their history, um, you know, you got the Packers, you've got you've got the uh, Steelers, Steelers, Patriots. Um, how many of these teams that that are generally more successful, that are generally in the playoff hunt year after year, even if they're having off years, have had the same coaching staff for a long time? And and every now and then you'll get a change. I mean, Packers, right. prime example, Cowboys. I mean. It, it, Things need to get changed. In Ten years, yeah. But look, McCarthy's I mean, won a Super Bowl. He's he was in the playoffs. He was twelve years with the Packers, and he went to the playoffs nine times. Right. That's you can't complain that that's the guy that's coming in to coach your team because there's a lot of Cowboys fans, and you know, Casey Temple, as I told you earlier, you know, some friends at work were like, "Hey, you got the same coach, except he doesn't clap." <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's what they said about McCarthy, right? Just, Meaning he's like Jason Garrett, except he's not a clapper. Um, but, look, Ron Rivera was successful in Carolina up until he wasn't. And I don't think it was Ron Rivera's fault. I think there was a conflict of interest between what are we going to continue to do with Cam Newton and do we want to try something else at the quarterback position. And when Newton got hurt, his hand was basically forced. They're like, ah, oh, he's hurt now. We gotta, we gotta move. We gotta see what else we can do. 
Um, I don't think he has the pieces in place. I'm not sure. I'm not sold 100% in Haskins. So it's very interesting. That's why I don't think Ron Rivera is going to be there long. Because I don't. One thing about the Redskins and, you know, other teams, Browns, come to mind. They don't give the coach time to get into the job and let's figure out what we got. Right. They're it's, like, oh, we brought you in. You're going to win today. It's like how many college coaches are given two or three years and then suddenly their replacement comes in and does great. Well, who do you think they're playing with? They're playing they're with playing the guy with that the previous coach recruited and spent three years trying to recruit. So That's now suddenly what I said. got this talent. That's what I yeah. said when Barry Switzer won a Super Bowl. He, he Grady won a Super Bowl. He's winning it with Jimmy Johnson's guys. Exactly, yes. <laughs> right. So there you go. Uh, the New York Giants. This was a head scratcher. Wide receiver coach for the New England Patriots, Joe Judge. That's who the Giants have gone with. Now, I get it he comes from a winning organization, but you're the wide receivers coach. How much of a pulse on what the offense is doing does a wide receiver coach really have? He's not calling the plays. He's making sure that the wide receivers are doing what they're supposed to be doing on the plays that are called. Yeah, but I have a hard time believing that that the wide receivers, the players – and the coach, the wide receivers coach, aren't seeing the broad picture of the offense. Like they're they're getting trained up well, on all, all the movement, everything that's happening. So I, I understand they, it. They Obviously, that. when so, the when the offense gets installed, there, there's a certain level where all the of week. the offensive players know everything going on in the offense. Right. Yes, there's this the is how we're going to try. Else, this is how we're going to. But, but it's, it's not like he's never seen how an offense is prepped and and. No, no, no. I'm not saying played. that. But when it comes game time, right? Like there's all week, and you know. On a certain day, you come in and you install your offense. This is how we're going to try and attack this team we're playing this week. And, you know, this is what we're expecting people to do. And he's a part of all that, yes. When it comes game time, how many wide receiver coaches are going to their – to their not their head coach, but going to their offensive coordinator and be like, X, Y, Z. Uh, I got, you know, I got Steve Fry telling me in my ear that if he runs this route, it's going to be open because the corner keeps biting. Whatever. You can do that maybe once or twice a game, but you're not in the game the whole time as far as the offense is going. Sure. Yep. Right? That's just my thing. So, uh, unless, once again, the New England Patriots operate their own way, their own magical little New England Patriot way, right? Possible. But I just don't know Are how you saying that Judge has all the tapes? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. People, that was not me, okay? Because uh, y'all are being, oh, there they go again. That came from Steve Fry, man. That, that was that was a low blow, and I admit it. That was I, I had me. I had to have a little fun there. Uh, okay, but he's the, he's. You know what? I'm gonna clap because it's the New York <laughs> Giants and they're NFC the East, and so I'm just gonna clap. Go, Joe Judge. Go, go. There you go. So the the challenge with Judge is. If he was a Sean McVay type coach, yeah. where where they were seeing some miraculous, we can't believe he's he's seeing the game with such clear eyes and he is shooting to the top of coaching trees, maybe. You know how long he was in New England? Eight years. Eight years as a wide receivers Th- coach. That's a long time. Uh, maybe not the entire time with as the wide receivers coach, but he let's see started as special team assistant. So 
he's worked up over those so eight he's years. So sure. he's worked. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, eight years is, is some good time to be around. Some. And, and who knows? Maybe he's, you know, the forthcoming of Sean McVay because how many other guys do we have out there that are the second and third coming? Do you want to be the, the forthcoming of Sean McVay? Because Sean McVay really wasn't Sean McVay this year. Yeah, it was a bit of a you that call. You know down. what? The funny thing is, I got to give you some props because you called it early on in the season. I didn't want to believe you, but you were like, I don't know. It's, it's, Rams aren't the same. It's not like you know. I think maybe people figured out McVay. I was like, oh no, no, the Rams are gonna be fine. The Rams will be fine. <laughs> the Cowboys put up forty-four. I still don't know how the Cowboys <laughs> won that game, forty-four twenty-one. I I really don't know. Well, and and that was my favorite stuff le- reading about. Jerry Jones' decision on on why he wanted to go with McCarthy was that what was McCarthy's record against the the Cowboys? I don't know uh, something spectacular, right? Right. Like, they, I mean, six and two. McCarthy owned the Cowboys as yeah, 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 tenure yeah. as the Packers coach, and and the comment that made it to ESPN from we assume Jerry Jones, maybe not directly, but indirectly, yeah. was that he Jones very much felt that the Packers fielded inferior talent on the field to what the Cowboys were at the same time. And McCarthy was still able still to winning. have those, that winning record. So, you know, McCarthy did say Des caught it. I just want you to know that. When did okay. he say that? Uh, during the press conference okay. when he was asked, uh, where he asked, did, did Des catch he, it? He also, I believe said that the Cowboys were the best franchise in, in the NFL. <laughs> did he say that? Something, something to that effect. Yeah. Which he uh, let me let me rephrase that. To, to be he fair, did say he the did. best franchise in the NFL is the one signing your paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> which coach you are, what's the team is. No, no, no. And the, I guess the New York me, Jets are the best franchise in the if NFL they're if they're your signing your check. Um, and that's why I say the Cleveland Browns are the best franchise in the National Football League right now. It's your best chance of being a head up. coach this sign year. Sign me yes. up. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna bring you some wins. That's all I'm saying. Okay. There'll be some wins. No, no, no. It's gonna be a lot more than what they get. They get five wins this year. Six, six. wins. Six wins. It'll be a lot more than six wins. You think I you get, could do better than six wins? A lot more than six wins. Are you kidding me with the talent on that football team, offensively and defensively? They should have been at a minimum. They should have been nine and seven this year. They should have been nine and seven, so fighting for we a playoff. We talk about five. this all the time with the players on the field, right? Right. So, so we look at somebody like uh, um. Uh, why am I blanking on uh, the Bears uh, quarterback? Trubisky. Trubisky right? yes. So we talk about a Trubisky where as far as a starter, starting NFL quarterback goes, he's a bit of a joke. Okay. You put him in the general population, he is still a god rock star. I mean, yeah. he, he would – So, so the, the thing a, is – The thing Kitchens, is, yeah. As a coach. Yes. Compared to the other 31 NFL head coaches. Yes. Maybe isn't up to snuff. No. Maybe. Uh, I'm not not going to state. I'm giving you my opinion. Okay, no. Yeah. yeah. But as far as his football knowledge goes, he's running circles around the general population. Okay. So it, it's, it's that same question of you and I aren't stepping in to quarterback, you know, the Cowboys next year. Right. And doing anything there's a, with There's that. a finite amount of position. I mean, there's only 32 in the, in the world. Right. There's only three or two of them. So if, if you got one of them, you've you've proven that you got something I mean, special, I mean, let's, right? Let's just call Kitchens one of the one of the top fifty coach, uh, football coaches in the in the country in the world. In the right? world, yeah. 
We'll, we'll just we'll, we'll double all the other coaches have at least two coaches that are better than Kitchens, and and we're at what 50, 61, 62 yep. other coaches that are better than he is. Sixty other coaches. As far as the general population goes, he's still a rock star as, as a as a football. Okay. Coach I, and knowledge I, and everything I else. hear where you're going with that. Yes. So that's just my challenge. Of, do you really <laughs> think you're going to do more than six wins against one of the top 50 or 60 coaches available right now? Once again, if I surrounded myself, I'm going right now through. You the, would have to surround yourself with two or three of those other top 60 coaches. I think I could pull in an OC and a DC that would give me the chance to this year, with the talent that the Browns had this year, to win nine or ten games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. X's and O's. Yeah. Because it's always – I mean, it's very easy watching all the replays and all the angles <laughs> sitting on TV. Yes, yes, true. To, to, to well, see and, and I'd what be, well, the but, smart choice but think would about have that. been. I, would I dare be, you to do that in a live game situation, to be making those decisions that we sit here and say, well, that was the dumbest decision you ever could have made. Well, no, but look. Look, think about this too. I'm going to have 24-7 now where that's going to be my focus. I'm going to have focus on anything else. That's going to be my job, right? Yeah, so – Take me out of this because I don't want to work 24-7 to be a head Well, you're coach. not – I mean, I, I say 24-7, but that's not what I'm talking about. Right? No, you know what, what, you're I'm talk, what you're talking about is 22-7. <laughs> 27. 20 to 7. 20, 20 hours a day, seven days a yes. week, sure. Because when, when I come home and I I don't want to work that hard. When I come home and I kiss the wife and I you know kiss the children and put them to bed, then I'm turning on my computer and I'm watching more tape. Okay? And I'm starting to figure out oh, – You're, you're assuming you're coming home. Oh, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. All right, you've I, already you've you, already failed the interview. You, you see my you see my studio here? You've already failed oh, the no, interview. No, 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 you see my studio here? Yeah, I see yeah. it. And I'm gonna have everything being pumped to me. Okay? Pumped to me. I'm gonna be the first one in the building and the last one out. And you've still failed the interview. If I'm the first one in the building and the last one you're out. You're not kissing your kids goodnight if you're the last one out. Yeah, you kiss you know how late my kids stay up, Steve? Well, maybe your kids, but yeah. <laughs> You're not kissing. Do you know how late they stay up? You probably put your kids to bed at what eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's not that's not happening right now. My that used to be when I had little kids. You still got little ones. You still got little ones. That they got to be in bed at a certain hour. My kids, they grown now. So uh, one of them, I won't even see. I don't even see if she lives in my back house. I don't see her. It's the price of college. She's in there right now. All right, Joe. I just let's just say we're gonna finish this up with Joe Judge. I wish the Giants luck. Yes. I, I don't know where they're going to find it, but wish them luck. Wish them luck. We're going to do that. And the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule. Now, he's, for you guys who don't know Matt Rule, he's been coaching the Baylor Bears at Baylor University. He's had a pretty good run there with him. But what I do know is that coaches that have come out of the college ranks – to try to coach at a professional level haven't really been all that successful because whether you want to believe it or not, the college football game and how you assess your players and the player pool that you have is completely different than the NFL. The game itself is different. Well, it, it depends on what college program you're coming from. Well, 
Well, Pete I, Carroll I, hasn't had a problem in the NFL. Okay. But, but he, he was running. From? He came from the NFL. He started in the NFL. All right, true. He All went right. down to college and then moved back to the I, NFL. I was going to make a dig at USC on that. but Well, that's <laughs> well. I mean, when he was successful at USC, how was how were they doing that? Right? Yes, exactly. Yes. But now he's gone back to but he's But you got to remember, he started at the NFL. He was at the NFL level. He came down to college, went back up to the NFL level. It's not like I'm talking about college coaches that have started at the college level and moved up. There haven't been very many successful ones. I'm having a hard time coming up with one right now. Let's see. Got a whole list here. Nick Saban went back because he couldn't be successful in the NFL. He went back. It's like the only way I can be successful is if I'm coaching kids at the college level. Uh, Rich Brooks, 17 years in Oregon, two in St. Louis when the Ram- for the Rams. Okay. Paul Brown, Pete Carroll, Tom Coughlin. Add. Tom Coughlin was at the in, in the collegiate level. Who did Coughlin coach in college? Uh, back and forth between college and the NFL. Um, he but was he started in the NFL. Assistant at BC. Um, okay. In the early '90s, he jumped in to coach the Jaguars. Um, yeah. So. All right. Uh, Butch Davis. Um. He wasn't very successful at the no, NFL. I, I'm sorry. This isn't successful. I'm just going through. You're college. just going the name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Dennis Erickson. Okay. Dennis Green. Al Groh. Is that how you spell that? Yep. Pronounce that? Had. Lou Holtz. Uh, Coach William and Mary and NC State before jumping to the Jets. They were 3-10 and ten before he resigned. He went back to uh, he went back to Arkansas, Minnesota, and of course Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. Jimmy, Not uh, Jimmy Johnson. Five years at Oklahoma State. Probably Jimmy Johnson is the only name I could tell you that was successful at the collegiate level at Miami and then successful with the Dallas Cowboys. Marv Levy. Where did where he coach at college? I didn't know he co- I didn't know Marv coaching college. Uh let's see. I believe he was the head coach at New Mexico, California, and William and Mary in the 50s and 60s. But as much as I love, you know, Mr. Levy, he did get his team to the Super Bowl a lot, but it didn't win a whole lot of them. Okay. <laughs> How many Super Bowls have your guys been to? Hey, come on, man. I'm just telling I, you. It's the same knock I put against the Vikings, right? How right. many Super Bowls have they won? But at the same time, they've not been a terrible team as of late, so. There's only so far you can give him okay. too much of a hard time. All right. Too much of a hard uh, time. John, John McKay, another ad. Steve Mariucci, Ray Perkins. What Bo- college team did Mooch coach? Uh, he bounced from college to the NFL as an assistant before being hired by the Cal Bears in 96. As a head coach? As a, After a 6-6 six and six season, he was hired by the 49ers. He got hired after going six and six. <laughs> man, Mooch is a lucky man. What's up, Mooch? Uh, Bobby Paterno, Mike Riley, John Robinson, Bobby Ross, Nick Saban, Steve Spurrier, God, Steve. Barry Switzer, and Bill Walsh. Okay, hold on. I just told you just a minute ago that Barry Switzer won with Jimmy Johnson's players, okay? He, he, he would not give no beer, Switzer, no love. An Oklahoma legend. Switzer went <laughs> 157, 29, and 4 in 16 seasons coaching the Sooners. Yes. Winning three national titles in the process. He resigned yes. in nine, in 89 
but jumped to the NFL five years later when he accepted the offer from the Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, whom Switzer knew from his days as an assistant as in Arkansas. In his four seasons, he finished 45 and 26 and won a Super Bowl. Yes. So mention yes. a Jerry Jones or uh, Jimmy Johnson in there. No. But Jimmy Johnson. No, I'm not. I'm not disputing. No, you, Jimmy Johnson was. He was in there. You you said Jimmy Johnson's name. I told you he's one of the best. No, no, I meant in Barry Switzer's. Oh, right. Barry, oh, oh, yeah, they didn't say that he was, you know, coaching yeah. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, play. They, they they failed to to mention yeah, that his Super yeah. Bowl. Everybody kind of everybody kind of doesn't say that. But. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so that's uh, our look, coaching talk. Once again, this is look. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm from Texas. So I I like Baylor. I like what they've done. They've looked really good on the football field. Um. Something about I I, I will say about the. Baylor Bears is they couldn't win the big game, the one that was going to get them to the next step, possibly into the you know college playoffs. They, so they, they had their issues. They 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 beat up on everybody that they needed to beat up on. But when it was time to really, hey, let's go, let's take it to the next step, they couldn't make that next leap. They couldn't make that jump. Um, and the Panthers are going that route. That's great. I just I'm not uh, I'm not putting. If I'm an owner, if I got a six billion dollar football team. And I'm the owner of that team. I'm not sure I'm looking at the collegiate ranks to get. Well, I, so the only thing I would say is if you've just gotten rid of an owner mm -hmm. or I'm sorry, a coach yes. who you argued with and might have caused some strife on the uh, on the team over disagreements over which direction the team is going to go. Are you going to go after another strong personality? I mean, this this kind of falls into the Jason Garrett argument. I mean, is, is how long was it going to take Jones to to fire Garrett because he knew he had a, a lapdog who would do what he wanted? So I'm not you, I'm not you, sure I want a lapdog. Do lap you dog. go? Do you go? Well, I wouldn't. Right. But that's why I'm saying. If, if you just had a yeah. if you just had a, a, a heated season, or possibly more than just a season of strife with your head football coach, your head coach. Which direction the team is yeah, going to go? And at some you. point, you just want somebody who's going to say, "Yes, sir, I'll do yeah. what you want." Different. So you want and and if you go out and bring in one of the other available head coaches, you might end up with somebody who's going to push back and say, "Look, my experience is, and my success came on when I did something like this." Right. You go to the college ranks. You're taking a chance. He doesn't work out. Two, three years from now, you fire him, and you're no harm, no foul necessarily. But if you if you happen to find that diamond in the rough and he ends up being one of the successful college coaches. Yeah. Hey, now you're brilliant. You you saw something in him that nobody else did. Well, good luck to Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers there. Steve, this is going to be a real quick question. The New England Patriots season is over. Okay, and we're done talking about it now. Yeah. Which, I'm sorry, which, you have to actually ask the it question. Came the this, I guarantee. Yep. I was going to guarantee this. We're going to have a new Super Bowl champion this year. Yes. Now, I wanted to guarantee this last week before the Patriots got eliminated from the Super Bowl. I want to do that because, as you know, it was the game you and I differed on last week. I yes. had the Titans. You had the Patriots. So I wanted to give this guarantee last week. Unfortunately, we didn't do a show. Yep. I hope that by, you know, you see the website, you see that I've taken the Titans. I was on the Titans. It was my lock of the week. I said, if you take the Titans, they're going to win the game outright. You're getting five points. Take the dang five points. Even if they lose, it's going to be a field goal at the end. So there you go. I guaranteed it. It doesn't sound really good right now because the game's been played, right? It's <laughs> right, <old>. Yes. It, <laughs> but it was, it was going to be my guarantee. Yes. That we we're going to have a new Super Bowl champion. 
So now I can really guarantee it. So this is like a double guarantee now, a new Super Bowl champion. Now it can actually be a guarantee. Yes, it is It is guaranteed. Before, it was a very strong suspicion on your part. Now it's a guarantee. I want to give you a crazy stat. There are eight teams left in the playoffs here in the divisional round. All right. This is one of the funnest weekends in the National Football League because you've got four games. They all matter. Two on Saturday, two on Sundays. It's the weekend because next week, AFC NFC Championship game is just on Sunday. But here you got the whole weekend. Watch your football. It's going to be great. Of the eight teams remaining, only one team played in the divisional round last year. He's thinking about it, folks. The Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs. That's it. I, I thought it was going to be harder. I'm going through all the teams. I'm like, nobody the else knows. Kansas no, no. City Chiefs. Only team who was in this round last year. They're back. Everybody else is brand spanking new. And I think with that, we can say 100% the NFL's plan of parity in the National Football League has struck. You got seven teams brand new. They weren't even here last year. Well, it was as we were coming down the stretch into even week 16, how many teams still had a path to the playoffs? To the playoffs, a lot of them. Right. Right. I mean, I, I can't remember. I, I think the AFC locked up first before the NFC did, but I think even in week 16 you had four or five yeah, teams but, on but the bubble. Se- and, and week 17 you had several games that were for seeding. Seeding and, and even one or two to, to, to actually the, get yeah, in. To get in, yes. Yeah. So yep. there you go. I mean, it's uh, it, it's amazing. Seven out of the eight teams uh, were not in the divisional round last year, so we're just it's it's a new, it's a new ball game. So my guarantee is pretty brilliant. Yes, yes, you had to think long and hard on that one. Oh, come on, <laughs> look, it would have been more brilliant had we played it last week. You True. know the deal. Yes. You know the deal. But look, the Patriots are gone. All this to say, the Patriots are gone. We we won't even play the Evil Empire March. Okay. Nope. Um. All of kind you that like, want to be hearing it right now, you're playing it in your head, yeah, and I you am, know it. I am playing it in my head because, you know, I'm playing it. But still. But Tom Brady has come out, and he posted this thing on Instagram. Because apparently Instagram is the thing to do now. It's no longer Twitter or Facebook. Those are for old people, I'm being told. I don't know. That, uh, that doesn't make us old by I'm, any stretch I'm of the still on Twitter and Facebook, so I guess that I, makes me old. I, I was don't, never on Facebook, and I'm barely on Twitter. But I, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel old. I mean, I know there's a number that's attached to me right now, but I don't feel that number. I don't act like that number. Uh, although, man, I took down Christmas, Steve. My body was saying, yeah, <laughs> you're this number. No. Yeah, your body, your body reminded <laughs> you of what number that was, yes. But all right. So, the, But the deal is, Tom Brady, at the end of it, says, I feel I still have something to prove. And earlier in the show, I yawned. I did a little. Who cares? Does does anybody care? Does anybody think that he has something to prove? Do Patriots fans really want him back? I mean, statistically, he had his worst, if not the worst season he's ever had in the National Football League this year. Now, was it a combination of, they just weren't that good. They didn't have a whole bunch of players surrounding him because at the wide receiver position, they were playing, you know, with a bunch of – No names, yeah. No names, um, except for Edelman. I mean, he had Edelman, and Edelman was his go-to guy. Had a big season again this year, but Brady's year statistically was bad. Do you want to bring that back again next year? Uh, you're you're going to have a large section of that Patriots fan base that it's, it's an that emotional yes. attachment. 
that are going to say yes. But he he's not performing no more. Well, but, this is you. You lived through this. This is the Brett Favre right. age. And that, and, Although and Brett Favre could still could technically play football, and he did really well, and he took the Minnesota Vikings to the NFC yes, Championship yes, game. Yes, and yes, the Packers, yeah. Don't get me into that. Favre can still throw the ball. I Man, I'm a Favre and, guy. And are, and are you saying that, that Brady can't throw the ball? He may not have 60 I, yards. Yeah, at the end of the game, when they needed yeah. to, they, they, he could. He may not be able to to fire it. At, he might have the same arm strength, but he's. I, I don't think he's lost any of his accuracy. I don't think he's lost any of his read on on know. what's going he, on. He the down the stretch, the last three. I mean, what they lost uh, a couple there in a row. Um, they they lost to the Dolphins, and then in in the Tennessee in the AFC playoff game, uh, wild card game. He was not that accurate. He missed a lot of wide receivers that were open as right. far as NFL standards were concerned. Right. He was either overthrowing them or underthrowing them severely. And look, he knows, you know, he knows his age. We all know his age. And he didn't want to take the hits that he was I mean, he was taking so, some hits where he was like, I'm not I don't want this. So going back to the question, because we don't want to talk about this too long. Yes. But no. going back to the question here about about do we want Brady back? Do if you're if you are a Patriots, Patriots fan. fan, do you want Brady back? Because and all non Patriots fans don't want him back. They were like, right, we yeah. had it. Dude. See ya. Yeah. Get out of it. But that but for that exact reason is why you're gonna have a large population of the Patriots fan base that will want him back. Leaning back on, on that whole Favre Rogers transition, you had varied views all over the place. And and my brothers and I all fell on the who the hell is Favre and why does he think he can do this if the team's moving on let's go with Rodgers and my dad wasn't I, I guess he didn't necessarily pick a side and and over a Thanksgiving dinner we kind of had this conversation and it what he pointed out was before Brett Favre came to the Packers yeah. they were horrible yep Magikowski man what he yeah. didn't like Magikowski and and I'm not saying that Favre was the the key that changed everything. There right. were a lot of things going on in the Packers that that improved that team when they did. But from an emotional standpoint, Favre was the turning point from the Packers being the horrible team they were in the 70s and 80s right. to becoming what they have been since the mid 90s. Right. So he said, "I can't kind of fault Favre." For wanting to come back, I can't feel bad about him. I can't. I can't feel ill will against him because he's the guy that took us from a no-name franchise to be one of the best in the NFL. And, and here's my here's my comment to you: You were like, "Who's Brett Favre? Who thinks who could do this?" I was on the other side. Who the hell did the Green Bay Packers think they are that they could do this to Brett Favre? If they don't want him and they've made that decision, release him. Let him go wherever he wants to go. He had earned that right from the Green Bay Packers. Well, but you, they were trying to manipulate where he was going to go. Sure, and you, that was my problem. They, with they the knew it, it wasn't a question of whether or not Favre still was talented and could still play. They knew he still could. He wasn't washed up. Neither is Brady right. or Breeze or any of these other you know call them older quarterbacks in the right. NFL. They're not washed up. They still have talent. You put them in the right environment, they can still put a, a couple of seasons of good football together. So yes, you do want to steer him. Then you add the other layer of that whole relationship between the, the, the Ted Thompson regime taking over for Ron Wolf and wanting to put their guy, Aaron Rodgers, right. under center. And 
and Favre, kind of the last of the of the old guard regime. Yeah, they they got into it, it for two or three seasons. It was a very contentious back and forth of, and and it's not like it's not like Favre's contract ended, and and the Packers just said we're not going to resign them, like they did recently with Clay Matthews or right. or um. Why am I blanking on on the receiver? Um, Jordy Nelson. Yeah, Jordy Nelson. Both a bit of fan favorites in in Green Bay right. that their contracts ended and they just weren't re-signed. Right. Uh, Favre was still under contract, but he just kept retiring and then at the last minute trying to come back. So so it became a little bit more contentious. Whereas here, the contract is done. Right. So they can. He the, is, the, the Patriots, theoretically people. Tom Brady is a free agent. He, he can't be franchised. He he is he he can go wherever he wants. He yes. can retire. The Patriots owe him nothing. He yes. owes the Patriots nothing. But they can get together in the next couple of months and kind of set the terms of what his returning to the Patriots would look like. Well, based on his Instagram, he wants to come back to the Patriots. Don't get me wrong. Sure. It's not right. no mixed feelings. He's telling the, he's basically saying to Patriots, thank but, you for but 20 I'm years, I, I want to come back. I, I don't know that this is going to be as contentious as the Favre situation was. Right, right. So right. Ev- even if Belichick comes out tomorrow and says, forget it, we're moving on, I want nothing to do with him, I've never really liked the guy, but I, I left him there because I didn't know what else to do, which right. he's not going to say. Even if he were to say something like that, it's still not going to be as contentious because if Brady wants to play, he's got 31 other teams that will look at him. Right. Not that'll sign him, but he'll consider. But this, yeah, I mean, how many teams would bring him in easily as a backup? Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Well, uh, they might yeah. bring him in as a starter. Exactly. Wouldn't. Right. <laughs> yeah. They there, they get a healthy 30, AJ Green. There back. would be 31 <laughs> other teams that would gladly have Tom Brady as a backup to whoever they've got. Right. Right, he right, wants right. to come to the Packers as as Rodgers' backup. I would love that. Let's do Worst it. case scenario, he's going to teach Aaron Rodgers a couple of things Aaron doesn't know. Yeah. So, so it, it's it's not going to be as contentious as that whole Packers and Favre thing. But on my notes, you know what I have here about about Tom Brady and where he's going to play next year, what he's going to do next year. Who cares? I, I right. don't care. Why are you still talking about this, Steve? We we're, were supposed to spend one minute. We were. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. I know. Let's move on, shall yeah. we? Shall we? I, the the only thing I'm going to add there is that I, I I was a little frustrated that I mean I don't think his helmet was off his head and he hadn't left the field when he was surrounded by reporters asking if he was going to come gonna back. Be... It's like, could <laughs> you let me let, untie my shoes yeah, before I have to get into the locker room and process this loss? And I know the I know the press has to ask that question because they want an answer. Yeah. They want to see what feedback I they're going to get. But you don't. I, I hope just, none of those reporters actually thought they were going to get an answer out of out of him. I just lost this awful game, and the final th- pass that I might have thrown as a New England Patriot was a pick six. Right. Will you just get off me for like two seconds? Exactly. All right. Man, was it possible? Did we feel bad for Tom Brady for a moment there? For a moment, but okay. it wasn't football related. It was. All right. It was, yes, it was media personal. related. Yes, media so related. It's... all right, good. We we felt bad. For it. All right. Before we get to our picks of the four divisional round games, I have a mini rant. Steve, are you ready for it? We haven't been ranting yet. No. <laughs> I want to know on what planet does a football league start a season with a new rule that you put in place that offensive and defensive pass interference calls are now subject to review and you do it 
because there was an egregious play against the New Orleans Saints. Everybody, everybody who watches football, even the team that it wasn't called against the Rams, were like, oh, yeah, that was pass interference, man. We mugged the dude. And what, what are you going to do? They didn't call it. We'll move on. Not our fault it wasn't called. You put in this play, this instant replay, we're going to review it all season long. It's horrible. We've loved this rule since the first moment. Since it's day one in the preseason when we never mentioned it. this. So I'm sorry for the viewers who haven't been or the listeners who haven't caught up on this. And the fact that the final play in overtime of a game against the New Orleans Saints, the team that you put the rule for in place, happens to have a play where there appears to be offensive pass interference on Kyle Rudolph, the tight end for the Vikings, who does a full-on hand extension shove of the Saints defender, catches a touchdown pass, game over, because for some reason, if some team scores a touchdown in overtime, that's the end of the game. Doesn't matter that they don't have to play defense at all. That's another subject for another day. But the game's over. And they review it, and they show this play, and you clearly see Rudolph with the full arm extension. And all anybody has ever said, any uh, former official that is in the booth who is now kind of like a broadcaster who is telling you their opinion about the rules and how to read the rules and what the rules are, if there's full arm, arm extension, that's offensive pass interference. If there's a little shoulder, so as long as the arm doesn't go full extended, it's not going to get called. But in this particular case, they show you a replay where the arm gets fully extended and the Saints defender's knees actually buckle and his head goes back because of that arm extension and you don't throw a flag. I'm fine that you don't throw a flag. That's the prerogative of the referee in that area. What I'm not fine with is that you go through this whole season with a mockery of a we're going to review potential offensive to defensive pass interference calls and you don't review this play how is that even possible they had to have reviewed the play they didn't review the play all scoring plays are reviewed did it get reviewed all scoring plays are reviewed Are reviewed to see if it's a touchdown but not to see if there's penalties yeah. but, but so they, somebody, they they reviewed it oh yep his feet were in bounds yeah. that's a touchdown his boom feet, his feet were in bounds he wasn't within 15 it yards of a should have been reviewed. It should have been stopped. There should have been a buzz down to the head official. Yep. He should have had to come over to the sideline. We're going to review to see if there's pass interference. Now, I don't care if you come back after that and you say, play stance, touchdown, game over. Yes, you do. I care a little bit, but I don't really care what I because care. Because if they reviewed it and gotten the call wrong a second time, you'd be twice oh, as upset. I would have been probably more livid. Yeah. Probably a little bit more livid. But, Steve, you don't. Pause the game and review a play that's the potential winning game on a, uh, when you clearly see the offensive guy saying, get off me, and full arm extension, the dude buckles, he catches the touchdown. And you put it in for this very team, the team that it was done against last time. You don't even review it. Now, there's not as much outrage this year. And clearly the Saints fans, I don't think, are going to try and sue the league again. Hopefully not, yep. But, Steve, if you're going to put the rule in, put the rule in and make sure that it gets followed through to the end of the game. I've said it on this show many times. If it is a penalty, the first quarter of a preseason game 
It is a penalty in the final corner of the Super Bowl. You have to be consistent because in the very next game between Seattle and Philadelphia, the tight end for the Seahawks, Hollister, barely extended his arm against Philadelphia and got flagged for offensive pass interference. I'm like, that wasn't even as bad as Rudolph's, and you don't even review the play, see. What was the game at the uh, the play at the end of the uh, 49ers Seahawks game, week 17? The that the, the the Seahawks were driving. Yes. Oh yeah, that, Hollister. He got mugged by the San Francisco 49ers just a week before. That, Literally, that, the dude grabbed him, turned him, after, and there was no after flag. After that one, it was. And that one didn't get reviewed. Right, and that had a direct impact on, on the playoff seating on the Saints seating. And the, the Saints wouldn't have been mid, playing this last weekend. Been, if, yes, a division if that, round. If that had been called pass oh, interference, my God. I, I guess technically they wouldn't have gotten the touchdown, but they would have had a better chance of getting the touchdown. Yeah. And likely the Saints wouldn't have been playing to lose. Well, they wouldn't have been in the wild card weekend. Right. They'd be getting ready to play right now. And that, so, once again, that was another play where it happened at the end, and it wasn't even reviewed. And you don't even – you don't, they. It didn't even occur to them, you know what, we, we probably need to look at that. Remember the Green Bay Packers? Who got the number two seed when they, when they beat Minnesota? Because mm-hmm. they overturned to Minnesota. They said that Dalvin Cook had offensive pass interference. How, how crazy is that play got reviewed and got overturned and these two games that were much more critical didn't even get looked at. We, they we, didn't even, we've said they didn't even get looked at, Steve. The, the problem isn't – the rule necessarily it's the inconsistent application of, of what? that rule yes well that, that's what it is that's what i'm saying you took the words right out of my mouth it's not the rule like i said i'm okay with it it's that you don't do it all the time right be the same have accountability have your refs have some accountability if you call it in one place you got to call it in the other and then have all of them call it the same way. Do we think this rule survives the uh, off-season oh, meetings? Oh, there's going to be all kinds of tweaks and stuff. Now it's going to come back. And uh, this can only be challenged by the booth. The refs can't uh, – coaches can't challenge it anymore. And if it is challenged, it's only going to be to overturn it. I don't know. It, it, they're going to You've got to put your left testicle on, on, uh, on display or uh, – not display, deposit. Okay, Steve, something's anyway, going on, on here. My cl- either my clock is wrong, or or my clock on the recording is gone. It yeah. says we've gone for an hour and two minutes. Is that yes. correct? Yes, we've been going for an hour and two minutes. Did this I don't get know. paused at some point? I have no idea, but that's wrong. Oh, this is big time. I've been going off this, so, so we, we've got a clock that we set for sixty minutes to keep us on rough, roughly try, an hour. Try to keep us an hour, so we have. And an now idea. I'm seeing we've gone and his over clock an hour. Still says we have seventeen, 17 minutes, minutes to go. We're like, so we that's got why four I've games been... to go in 20 minutes. Yeah, we can yeah, do we that get easily. five minutes per game. Yeah, well, now we got to go five minutes per game. Here we go. Let's start in the divisional round. <laughs> so we're, we're sorry that these, this short playoff version is actually going to be an hour and Much 15, longer. If hour and 20. So Early game on Saturday, the Minnesota Vikings travel to San Francisco to face the 49ers. How in the world? What in what? You and Edith are killing me here. I thought we were going to differ on one game, and that's the last game. We'll get to that one in a moment. 
How in the world are we different in this game? You need to tell me why you are picking who you are picking and why. So I want to hear it. Give it to me. The Vikings have been undervalued, underappreciated. How many people last week picked them to win? Two. Not many. Not no, yeah. not many. Two. That's what I'm saying. Right. Of about, you know, a thousand prognosticators, two of them right. picked the Vikings to win. The Vikings defense is every bit as good as the 49ers defense when they're playing well. Okay. Now, not saying they always play as well and consistently as the 49ers defense has been. And Cousins has been playing as everybody claims Cousins has the ability to play. Yes. He's just historically not been able to win big games. He's always choked. Well, he can't win time. in prime time. It was prime time. Prime time. time. Yes. Right. And this was an early game. And it this is an and early this game. This is an early game. Yep. I may have to change my pick. So, look. The, the only challenge is going to be Thielen's got an ankle issue. Diggs has been had some illness that I, I'm sure both these guys are going to go for the weekend. I yeah. don't think it's a problem. 49ers are 1-2 and two in the last 10 years against Minnesota. These teams have no little to no history against yep. one another. 10 yep. years they've played three times. But the home team has won every game. So kind of leaning on the 49ers. I just, I'm looking at the, the fact that the 49ers don't have the playoff experience in the recent couple of years right. to be able to get through the bye week without kind of taking too many steps back. The, I, I could be wrong in this. I think maybe the 49ers come out and just blow the Vikings off the field at home. But I think they're going to be a little too relaxed, whereas I think the Vikings are still in fighting form, having come off a big win last week. And I think the Vikings come in surprising the 49ers a little bit more than the 49ers are expecting it. And Cousins plays just well enough on offense to, to beat out Garoppolo on, on their offensive production. Yeah, I mean, those are all very good points. I, I think I can it's closer than a touchdown. I can understand why you're taking the Vikings. I You know, I looked at the line, seven points. Uh, don't like to go that either way. I just think the San Francisco 49ers over the, la- you know, the last couple of weeks before their bye, they kind of had their close moments, right? They had a, a close one against Seattle. They had a, a close one, I think, against the – the, the Rams or Arizona, I'm not sure which game, kind of like went all the way down to the wire. Um, I, I think they've just been in those kind of like, we want the first scene, we're going to do whatever it takes. And so they played those really close, tight games. I think that ke- is what kept them sharp. They needed all of those wins to get the number one seed. One less win, and they would have played last weekend, right? So they needed all of those wins. They've been going hard. Uh, they got – all their players who were injured back on the offensive side of the ball, so they're going to have a healthy Kittle. They're going to have yep. a, a, ca- a healthy Burita. Um, I, I just don't see how the Minnesota Vikings can continue with that intensity that they took into New Orleans and get another road win. Um, it has been done. It's not like it's unheard of nowadays. You know, I think the most recently both the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New York Giants have done it from the sixth seed, going on the road for three weeks in a row and getting it done. There's just too many flaws on the Vikings, both offensively and defensively, that I'm not sure they go on another road win uh, into a hostile environment and and get the win at Levi Stadium. So I'm I'm sticking with the with the offense that the 49ers will have enough more offense than the Vikings, and that that 49er defense will get all their. The other thing is, you know, the the Vikings have had issues. 
holding on to the football. They, they've been fumbling yeah. the ball. They're the Dalvin Cook caught, was a costly fumble there at the end of that game. That could have been a costly fumble. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think the 49ers are going to take care of They're going to take home. I don't know if the 49ers win next week, but this week certainly they will take care of business against the Minnesota Vikings. All right. Well, Lady Edith and I disagree. Yeah, Lady Edith, man. She shocked me with that Vikings pick. I was like, isn't she a Packers fan? Why would she ever pick the Vikings? I don't know. Is it because you guys are hoping that the Vikings win and the Packers win, then Minnesota has to go to Green Bay, and then you could take care of them in Green Bay? Are, are, is very, that, very mixed that feelings. On, very, very mixed feelings on that because, of course, if the 49ers go down and assuming the Packers win, then, yeah, the, the NFC Championship game comes through Green Bay, Isn't which Green would Bay. be great. Are we going to that? A, a, fly out? Third, a third game against a team in a season? That's tough. When you beat them twice? Twice already. That's that's asking a lot. But we're I, calling I your dad, right? We're going to go to that game. We're going to say, hey, Pops, we're, Steve and I. I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, yeah, we can <laughs> stay with him, but he's, he doesn't have tickets for us. Why not? Why do you have tickets? Come on. Because it takes two I, generations to get season I, tickets I thought he was Lambeau. a season ticket holder. No, my father is not. Oh, none of my family members own. I thought he was a season Bo- ticket both holder. Both of my younger brothers are on the ticket holder list, and I believe my youngest brother did it first, and I believe he is still has 55,000 55,000 people in front of him? Yes. My that's just season tickets to the Packers are impossible. <laughs> getting getting game tickets not so much cuz all those people are trying to sell their season yeah. tickets to pay for it. But but so a playoff get, game? Yeah, playoff game you're not going to get tickets. 500 bucks? Yeah, you're going to be paying a pretty penny oh. even there. Especially if it's Minnesota. So all the extra tickets are oh, going to people who are Minnesota. driving three hours over yes. from the, the Twin yeah. Cities. No, I remember there. I was there with my number four Minnesota yeah, yeah, Viking, yeah, yeah. Brett Favre jersey. Yes, you've reminded me yeah, yes, it was a few great. times. Yes. It was a great game, Steve. Yes. It was a great game. <laughs> yes, you've reminded me. All right, we'll move on to Baltimore as the Baltimore Ravens host the hot and feisty Tennessee Titans. This is another matchup where... These teams just don't see each other frequently. No. They've played four times in ten years. Baltimore. You know, Fox, I don't know if you've had – they have this app, and you get six games, and then you pick who's going to win and by how many. Okay. And if you hit all six, you could win uh, $25,000. I've not been close at all. <laughs> uh, I think the most I got one week, I got three of them. Right. Because okay. you have to get by how – you know, there's points. It's like, you know – in this game, it would be like Ravens by seven to nine, or ten to thirteen, sure. or fourteen to yep. you know seventeen, whatever. So to go six and six, you got to get some luck, right? Yeah, it's, I'm not, going, it's not just who wins; it's by how much. Yeah. But in this one, I'm going Ravens. I think the the number is twenty one plus, is the 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 highest you okay. can pick. I'm going Ravens twenty one plus on this one. It's not going to be close. The Tennessee Titans have been playing on fumes over the last four weeks just to get to where they are. And although I knew that, and mostly I knew they would beat the New England Patriots because of Rabel and Rabel's information and knowledge of what he knows about Brady and Belichick and the Patriots organization, I don't think he has that kind of info on no. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think anybody does. Yeah, and I just, I'm not sure how they're going to stop Lamar. Um, Marvin Ingram. I've got him going been, well over the forty-six and a half over under. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be high scoring. I, I don't. I I have the Ravens winning by ten. Yeah. So I don't have them going by twenty-one or more. Twenty-one but, plus. 
but I've got them. I've got them easily winning ten. Yeah, ten points or more. Double digits. And, and it's uh, the, what their favorite by the ten. They're nine and a half is nine the half. kind yeah, of consensus. Yep. So they're going to cover. Uh, I, I do believe it'll go over as well. Not my lock of the week, but definitely uh, it's going over. Uh, you know, I really T- just Tannehill has been playing lights out. What? So what happens? Uh, is since we're you know, kind of like playing around with Tom Brady. <laughs> what happens with Ryan Tannehill at the end of the season? He's a free agent. He he came in for the last eight games and got you into the playoffs. Do you keep him? Do you retain his services and let Marcus Mariota go? I I think, I think you need to move on from Mariota. Yeah. So Mariota is gone. Yeah. I don't know that Tannehill is your guy, but. The problem you run into is who else is out there. Who is your guy then? Right. So I think of, of the options they have available to them, I mean, Brady's not going to be an upgrade from a Tannehill. He, he's got substantially more success right. and knowledge, but coming into a new system yeah, right. at his age, I don't think that he's going to produce better than a Tannehill will who knows mm-hmm. the system. So, yeah, I think you re-sign Tannehill. All right. It might not be a big contract, but you re-sign him. Well, we all and, have. And when, I, and when I say not big, it's still going to be, you know, top five quarterback money, but it's yeah. not going to be record-setting money. Do, do you give him that much, though? You have to. That's the way quarterbacks are going. No. no the next I quarterback you, in line gets the next biggest Hey, look, deal. Ryan, we like everything that you've done. You want to stay here. You know, We're going to give you $15 million a year. And he says, no, I want more. And we'll say, we'll see you later. There's the door. Don't okay. let it hit you. And what are your no options? Oh, we'll figure it out. Okay. We'll bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, that dude don't die. Do you know Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> has beaten the New England Patriots as all of other AFC East teams? <laughs> no. I he has beaten the Patriots as a Jet. He's beaten the Patriots as a Bill. And he's just recently beat the Patriots as a Miami Dolphin. Like, that, literally, he's the cockroach that, that doesn't that, die. That is, that is one that you put on the wall. Like, right. I beat the Patriots all three times. You, you get to, you get to Fitzpatrick's <laughs> man cave. There is one thing on the wall, and it is a his four games or I three games beating the Patriots. To hang out with that dude just for a day, just so we could talk about those three games. He was a Jet, he was a Bill, he was a Dolphin, and he beat the Patriots with all three teams. That's pretty special. All right, we're gonna move on. The Kansas City Chiefs, fresh off their bye, host the Houston Texans. <laughs> It's J.J. Watt time. Did, did you find it interesting that every time something happened in that game, they kept cutting away to J.J. Watt? But yeah. So I, What was that all about? If, if it was a play on defense that he wasn't in and they went to him, okay, I can understand that. But they were doing it on offensive plays. They were doing it on special teams plays. It's like they told a cameraman just, I want you to keep the camera <laughs> on J.J. Watt. At a, at a 45-degree angle off dead center on his nose so that we can get – we can get just enough of his facial expressions to understand what he's really thinking about whatever's happening. Yeah. And, yeah. of course, none of those expressions changed the entire game. He just yeah. sat there stoic no matter what happened Yeah. until they won. Until the end. Yeah. I just thought that was really funny. Yeah. I'm, I, I I'm putting odd. an over-under, if you want to take this bet. Okay. At six. Cutaways of J.J. Not when he's on the field. Just cutaways when he's on the sideline. Six over and under. It's... It's so we're, we're assuming he's starting, or we're assuming he's playing, Re- regardless of whether he plays or not. He's going to be on the on the side. Right, he'll be on the side. I, I'm going over that without question. <laughs> over, we're going over the six. <laughs> well, I mean, it's what they're going to 
trade shots of J.J. Watt and Andy Reid? Probably. I don't know. I mean, that's all they're going to have. Andy Reid and J.J. Watt? Yeah. This has got to be someone They're going to do like a split screen of the two of them anytime they don't have anything else to do. (laughs) All right. I got – look – I only have one team left in my preseason prediction of the Super Bowl. Do I have any? I had Kansas City Saints, okay? Uh, No, I don't think so, my friend. I think you're – I think I'm done. You had Rams Patriots? I'm sure I did. Yeah. That sounds stupid enough for me to do. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds stupid enough for me to do. Um, So I got to go with the Chiefs. I got to go with the Chiefs, man. I had them there at the beginning. I have them winning the whole thing. So I gotta go. I gotta go with the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, he's feeling healthy now. He's throwing the ball. He's got everybody back. Tyreek, Robinson, Hardman, Houdini, Sammy Watkins, who's ever running the ball, whether it be Williams or Williams or Williams or McCoy, anybody, they're all there. It's gonna be an offensive. It's like an accounting onslaught. firm you just <laughs> went through there. Williams, 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 and McCoy. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the bandwagon that I this this preseason I decided to jump on. I've been on it. I rode Patrick Mahomes to a couple of fantasy football championships. I mean, this I'm it's I was in. I was in from day one. So the you're Texans, gonna take, you're gonna take the Texans, aren't you? The Texans beat Kansas City earlier this they year. They did thirty-one in Kansas City in Arrowhead. Yes. yes. And that's why it's not going to happen again. Yeah. You're not going to get that twice. I'm sorry. I I think this is going to be another high-scoring game. Yes. What's the over-under? Uh, the over-under is 51. 51? And I Take think, the over. I think you're going over on this one, too. I Chiefs are going to score quickly. The The Texans will answer, not at the same pace, but they will, they will answer. Yeah. But I think in the end, Chiefs by 14. Yeah, uh, I think I had I think them. They easily I think I had them. Four, Chiefs fourteen to seventeen is this yep. the window that I got them in. Um, yeah, uh, the crazy thing is that because they're favored by ten points, fifty percent of them it's fifty fifty where the money's going on between. Uh, so it's fifty fifty, um, but I think they they cover that spread and it goes over as well. Leaves us with our final game. The Green Bay Packers at home against the Seattle Seahawks. Do you think this is going to be a Matt Hasselback situation? You get to overtime. He says, we want the ball and we're going to win. And then Russell Wilson throws a pick six and the Packers go the other way and win the game. No. Do you remember that game? I do remember that <laughs> game well, but no, no, this isn't. Do you think Hasselback ever is going to live that down? No. We want the ball and we're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> Those freaking big six. I mean, I applaud the the the, the bravado. Yes. The, the, yes, the 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 enthusiasm that That's he had. That's what you want out of your quarterback. The cojones to make that uh, declaration. You got to back that up. Yes, you got to. You got to. If you're going to walk, talk to talk, you got to walk the walk. And I believe, having seen people give him a hard time on air about <laughs> that, he he enjoys the. He understands why he's getting it. He doesn't seem I, to get upset when they bring it up. Right? I remember when I was watching that, I was like, man, that's some cojones right there. That's that's what you that, – oh, oh, before I could even finish <laughs> yeah. praising him, it was like, oh. Oh, and we're over. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was like the freaking the, – the Pac-Man. Uh, I don't even have the, the Pac-Man death anymore. Woo, woo, so woo, woo, Yeah, woo. I was like <laughs> – 
There you go. It was, it was like, I couldn't even finish celebrating his momentous, like, we want the ball, we're going to win. It's like, uh, oh, dang. <laughs> it was just, it was, oh, dang. Oh, Hasselbeck. Anyways, it's going to be a good game. But I just think that there's something missing with the Seattle Seahawks. I've been trying over the last several weeks to put my finger on the pulse. Look, it you got beast mode back, and he causes a little stir. It's not like he's running the ball like crazy. But if you need that one yard, he's coming and he's getting it for yep. you. Right? There, he's you know, and he's not playing a lot of snaps. They still got uh, the the young guy. I don't forgot his name. Uh, who's coming in and, and running the football as well? It, offensively, they Carson. Yes, uh, no, no. Carson's the one that got hurt. There's the the, the oh, uh, Homer. rookie. Tra- Travis Homer. Homer. So the thing is that Seattle is they're missing that. Uh, there's a spark. Like Russell Wilson can't do it all on the offensive side of the ball, and he's been doing it all. He pretty much did it all against well, the Eagles. The, the problem is that since he's the only one doing it, it's it's almost like the first half of the game, he plays by the book. Right. And the book doesn't do it. The book doesn't get them the win. Because they don't and have. And then the second half, when they're coming into desperation mode, then he starts playing whatever he needs to do to win. Russell like, Wilson magic time. Yeah, Russell Wilson backyard football type type plays and they start coming back so the challenge is they lost three of their last four games right lost to the rams cardinals and 49ers they beat the panthers right but they they charged back in that 49ers loss in week 17 and almost won that game oh they should have if you know the officials would have done what they're supposed to what an inch yeah because even after that blown call yeah there was a last play. The, yeah, the, that that it, he was he he was down by at the one inch line. Yeah, right. right. So they they lost that game by an inch. Yes. Otherwise, they came back. And wasn't the game last week that the Eagles were? I mean, it, it wasn't a it big was score, close. but I think I mean obviously uh, no, you know as was, much as I want to yeah. rag on the Eagles, that game changed when Carson Wentz went down. Right. Yeah. When Wentz got Carson. knocked out of yeah. the game, it was it was it literally yeah. See, was Seahawks over. were in control of that game the entire time. It yeah. was it never really got close enough no, to worry. No, but no, 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 no. But I, I just that that I have the same thoughts on on the Seahawks is that they 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 play okay the first half, usually end up going into halftime losing, and then somehow in the second half start airing it out, start playing more aggressively, right? And and they start to come back. Sometimes they score enough to win. Sometimes they don't. So it all depends on how bad they're at, down at halftime and do they have enough to make it back. Right. And, and the other thing, I guess, I think what it is with Seattle right now is their their defense is doing enough to kick the, keep them in the game, but offensively they're struggling. And what I mean is in that Philadelphia Eagle game, when Carson Wentz went down and the Eagles were struggling to move the football, the Seahawks could have blown that game wide open. Um, it didn't need to be as close as, as it was, and they just never could because offensively they didn't have the firepower. I think they're they're going to need some of that firepower to beat the Green Bay Packers and Green Bay because I think the Green Bay Packers have had their kind of duds along the season. They're not going to have a dud in the playoffs. So I've got I don't think so. No, and 
Well, the, the weather isn't really good. See, gonna... I'm changing my pick because I originally had Seattle. But I think I'm changing my pick to Green Bay. Okay. So the weather isn't really going to play into a factor. It's not. It's going to be cold. It's going to be teens to 20. Well, cold is cold. Well, but cold. cold teens is, to 20, that's below freezing, it, man. It, it, yes, it's cold. But when, when you are running around the, the football field. And then you have that windshield that kicks in. And the next thing you know, it's technically it's 15. Not, it's not gonna but be, it's going to be a windshield of minus two. It's not going to be terribly windy. There's, there's Okay. Very little chance of snow or anything, right. so it it's going to be chilly. But like w- when when you're playing, yeah, I would love a snowstorm because I love watching football games <laughs> in a snowstorm. But but it's it's not it's going to be a non-factor. There's there's not it. Yes, it'll be cold, but I don't think I don't think twenty is so cold that it Darn disrupts you, the 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 Seattle. I wanted to take Seattle. You saw the pick. I right did there. see the pick. So let me help you reinforce the Packers. Yes. So do that. Since 2008, when Rodgers took over, mm-hmm. he is five and four against Seattle. However, he's four zero at home. Yeah, but one of those doesn't one of those count the the inner uh, the, the sure. interception touchdown yeah. rear touchback touch yep. reception thing. Yeah. So <laughs> that's I, not a loss. So so these uh, these two teams over the last ten years have the most experience playing each other yeah. of of any of our remaining three other games. And it's an even split, but it is predominantly the home team has come out ahead yes. in these games. Yeah, I remember that game up in Seattle where the kickoff, and it was, oh, do you remember that? It was yeah, there, there were five games up in Seattle. The Packers are one in four in those games. So okay. so the home team in this series has won almost all of them. I just, I, I think this is one where the Packers' defense, especially that the, the Smith brothers on their on their pass rush, I think they're going to get after Wilson enough in the first half that they almost shut down the Seahawks in the first half. Yeah, I think and the Packers get out to you know it's not going to be big. They're going to get out to like a seventeen to three ro- lead at halftime or something, yeah. and then in the second half, when they get a little bit more aggressive, the Seahawks will get some movement. They will get some points, and they will start to break down the the Packers defense. But I don't think they're going to have enough steam left to win the game. Yeah, I'm confident in, in this pick with the Packers. I, I really, when I was making these picks, I'm not sure what was leading me towards Seattle. I just don't think they're going to have enough offense. Lady Edith, of course, on the Green Bay Packers of as course, well. yes. So that's all. So then we only differ on one game, San Francisco and Minnesota. Yep. I do think, however, the Seahawks-Packers goes under the 47. Oh, all right. There you go. That's good. Steve, we've gone way. We've all, with, this is now officially – which should have been show. our shorter show, now officially the yeah, longer show. Yeah, we were getting together early tonight so we could punch once. us out. And, yeah. That's all the time we've ho- Thank, Thank you, folks, for coming back. I know that we've been gone for a few weeks, but, you know, life and the holidays, they found a way to kind of bog us down, and we just couldn't get together. But here we are, and we're happy that you are back with us. We'll be back next week. I'm Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. And you've been listening to NFL Rants and Raves. We're out. <laughs>